Make coaching easy, not a process. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thank you, my friend. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. Great. Uh, getting ready to go on vacation in a few days, so pretty psyched about that. Well, I can't wait to hear about that. Right. But, but wait, we're here weeks. today <laughs> to hear about coaching. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take, I've, I can't go on vacation yet. We've got to do this task in front of us. Now, you, we're, we're talking about making coaching easy and not a process. Right. But I always like to for people to know from the mm-hmm. very beginning, mm-hmm. why coaching? Why have... I mean, you've trained all kinds of things. Right. From soft skills, systems, all kinds of stuff. Right. But you really focus on that skill of coaching now. What, what, what drove you to that decision? Right. And what really drove me to that decision was the fact that, you know, I did uh, really sales training was the big one. And I did the sales training and, and it, it just, to be honest with you, Paula, didn't work. And I realized the missing component was not teaching the managers how to coach. Mm-hmm. And once I taught managers how to coach and I really helped them uh, perfect that skill, then guess what? The sales training worked. And so I recognized the important thing is to spend most of my time teaching coaching skills because not only coaching skills teach sales skills, but they can teach all kinds of skills and you want the entire organization to perform better. And so when I started doing that, I started, you know, I started seeing numbers with the organizations improve, retention numbers improved, sales numbers improved, loan numbers improved, ROA improved, all kinds of matrices that measure the success of an organization improved. And a big portion of that was, in fact, poured towards the coaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the Gallup organization just wrote, uh, released a book called It's the Manager. And they say 70% of the results are be- the results of the manager. And I would say that the significant portion of those results are because the manager knows how to coach. And so, uh, it, and that was just, you know, reaffirmation, reaff- uh, reaffirming the fact that it's the, the importance of the manager and the importance of that process. Well, what, what will be interesting about the discussion tonight is that you're saying not a process and you've been training processes, right? So you're going to continue to train coaching, but not a process. So not a process. How, how is that? And that's a Explain great question. What you mean by that? <laughs> that's a great question. You want to make it easy. You don't make it a process. And so I was doing a coaching session this weekend, or excuse me, not this weekend, but uh, during this week with a client and it was some mid-level managers. And one of the women, uh, uh, she's single and you know, she's been in the dating scene and, she goes, I don't know if this is relevant, but she goes, I want to tell a story about a boyfriend I had. And I said, okay. And so, and at first I'm thinking, I'm thinking just like when you, when you lead into a story that says I may not be relevant, it may not be relevant. Right. But I thought, well, I'll give her a license. And I'm absolutely glad that she did because her story was the essence of what inspired this podcast. Because I think it's so important for people to recognize what she was talking about. Anyway, she was dating this guy and he was big into active listening. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. And, and what a great skill. I, finding a guy who's an active listener. She was a very lucky woman. <laughs> very, very lucky woman. Other than everyone, what's his name? If, he, if he's available, what's his name? What's right, his name? Right. You know, what's his number? How to get a hold of him? Right. Uh, because, you know, you're married. I'm married. We're not always the greatest listeners. That's right. Uh, we try. Right. But, you know, we're human mm-hmm. beings. And and I I bet if our wives from time to time would roll their eyes and say yeah they're not the greatest That's right. listener. That's right. And I would I would stand accused and they can convict me and <laughs> put me in the shackles or whatever they got to do to to get, convict bad listeners. 
But anyway, she goes, uh, yeah, he was big into active listening. He, he taught me the techniques. And so he said, you know, you've got to be attentive. You've got to be respectful. You've got to be inquiring. You've got to use body language. You've got to provide feedback. You've got to defer judgment. You've, you've got to respond appropriately. You've got to seek to understand first. And that's the seven yeah. habits idea from uh, Stephen Covey. And you've got to be non-judgmental. You've got to undivided attention and use silence effectively. Well, the key is just by reading that list, if I told you to make sure you did all of those things, you know, it, you wouldn't be natural at it. You'd be trying to think about, oh, my gosh, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? It's not conversational. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so she talked about the fact that, you know, he uh, was he would teach the active listening techniques. And while they were talking one day, he was talking about fishing, which is a big deal to him. But mm-hmm. she could have cared less. And she mm-hmm. goes, I don't give a rats about fishing. And he goes, well, you're not using the active technique, you know, the active listening techniques. And she's just like thinking, but I don't care. You know, I just don't care about the fishing aspect of it. And what he did is he made the relationship a process, not a mm. conversation. Gotcha. And, and, and I see that sometimes with managers because they want to make sure they follow all the, the processes. They follow, you know, they want to follow all the ideas that we've talked about in the last 70 or so podcast that now they're going, oh, my God, you know, am I doing the process right? And the biggest thing is to forget about the process and focus on the person. Mm-hmm. And you've probably had that happen in your life where people, they, they learn a new technique oh, yeah. or whatever. And I, I got a perfect story for this. Okay. So there's uh, a technique that help people uh, providing feedback. Right. And the organization I worked at, everyone learned it. And it's a simple one, and everyone's familiar with it. Sure. And you're going to provide some feedback, provide mm-hmm. some positive feedback, mm-hmm. then constructive feedback, mm-hmm. and then some positive feedback. It's called the feedback sandwich. There you go. And the point of that is I've heard to, it named other sign of a sandwich. but <laughs> Well, the point of it was to make sure that you're not just only giving constructive or negative feedback to right. someone that you're really kind of helping them develop. Right. Well, the technique was learned. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone in the organization. Well, it comes to find out one lady that we all worked with <laughs> knew the technique very well. Uh-huh. But the only time she wanted to use the technique right. is when she wanted to give you that negative feedback. <laughs> right. It was I, the thing in the middle of the sandwich right. was most important to her. So I can't even I can't even call it constructive. It was always negative feedback. <laughs> right. <laughs> so here she comes. Hey, I have some feedback for you. You did great the other day. And you're thinking, oh, boy, here we go. Here's the other shoe to drop. Right. And so you you didn't listen to the positive stuff. Right. It wasn't sincere. Right. And she didn't care at all about your development. It was an opportunity for her to use a new technique or process mm-hmm. to um, belittle you and... Uh, Really, I think that this person sounds like the same. The sounds like the guy on the listing used the process to make themselves seem better than the other person. Right. Like, the, look at me. I know how to do this. Right. You know. And and the critique was more important than the, con- the connection. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to put it. That's really the key here. Is as there was no, there was no. Uh, interest in the connection there's right. no interest in the connection it was just all the critique i That's want right. to make sure that you're aware of the mistake you made and i want to make sure that you know it yes now i've been to the training i'm going to use the technique but uh-huh. i want to make sure that you know that you made this mistake right but i've got to think of a couple of things you've done well that i can sandwich it between so i can make sure i use the technique well 
But what happened is you began to recognize that there was no sincerity there because None. it was all process. That's right. And the key is, had she, had she talked to you about your kids or your family and things like that at the at, at the lunchroom or made that connection that you are a human being, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't have you, you wouldn't have noticed the process. Or even, hey, Paul, I know you can do better than this. Here's some constructive feedback for you. Right. You know, I respond very well to that, and I think most people do because mm-hmm. that's sincerity. That's a that's a uh, a connection with somebody. Right. And it just like out of my best boss book, and I've always, I've repeated this several times on the podcast, but I think it's worth repeating again is I asked a gentleman, I said, who's the best manager you ever had? And he says, I don't have a lot of time. I used, I interviewed a lot of people on the plane. He says, not a lot of time. <laughs> well, a great place. It's a great place to interview people and say, Hey, I've ever had a great boss. Yeah. Cause most of them are business people and they're traveling and mm-hmm. you've got a couple of hours and away you go. And, he said, you know, my best boss was more interested in promoting me than promoting himself. Now, a guy that uses that technique is going to be so concerned about your development that you don't even recognize the technique. That's right. You, you, what overshadows the technique is the care, the concern, right. and the connection. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the real value of that process is the care, the concern, and the connection. Not the fact of using a technique and a process to get it done. So now with people, what I want them to do is think about this. We've been teaching a lot of processes in this coaching podcast. And I'm just so glad that Denise, you know, she allowed me to use her name. I won't mm-hmm. tell you the name of the company. But, yeah. you know, I'm so glad that Denise allowed me to use, number one, told me this story mm-hmm. to illustrate this point and, and the fact that it was such a process. You know, well, you know what I think is interesting is mm-hmm. I – specifically remember how i felt mm. when that person was doing that okay and so the example of denise mm-hmm. she remembered that feeling and that's why the light bulb must have went on right. she remembers how uh, uh, kind of belittled and mm-hmm. put you know like they weren't a disconnected human being. right yeah, disconnected just disconnected and and you know when you're in a relationship with somebody you, you know you just you know, when you're when you're in those magical dates of those magical days of dating your, your wife, you're just mm-hmm. so connected and you're just all one. And and that's what that's what makes you want to make that next step to get married. Well, she didn't want to go any further with this guy because there was no connection right. there. He was mo- so focused on the process. But really, he was focused, in my opinion. And I asked her about this during the thing. I said, was he so focused on the process of active listening so that he would be heard? not necessarily mm. to hear you. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, that was kind of it. She goes, I just never felt a connection. And so there was just no need to continue this relationship mm-hmm. because there just was no, there was no it there. And, and, and that's the key with the relationship with a manager and an employee, you know, coaching is driven. Yes. Is it a process? If with all else fails, what do you do? You ask a question, but you do it from a sense of being curious of really caring and want to making that connection with that person ultimately to help them be the best person they can be. Because, you know, what you were saying earlier, which is so important in this process, is the person who gave you that feedback was really what she wanted to do is she wanted to kind of zing you. Yes. I mean, she, you know, she got a certain level of pleasure. Oh, this is a great technique yeah. mm-hmm. for me to, you know, it's kind of like her festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> she, <laughs> right. She could tell she, you what's wrong with you people. Yeah, absolutely. By gosh, we're going <laughs> to, we're we've got some things to settle and this is, I've got a technique to do that yeah. now. By gosh, I'm glad they had that trainer come in from out of town to do that. That's just mm-hmm. gave me a lot of great stuff. Well, you know, if you go from that, if coaching is from that perspective, it's going to fail. 
if you do it from that angle, it's going to fail. It's got to come from the angle of you want to see this person become the best person they can be. And I was talking to a manager earlier in the week. So this was a Friday conversation. Earlier in the week, I was talking to a manager on Tuesday. And she asked me, she goes, how do you give people feedback that, you know, you've got to have a conversation and it's mostly bad. And I said, okay, give me an example. And she did, you know, just of a performance issue and, you know, pick one being late or whatever you want to do. And I said, in that conversation, I want to ask you this. Do you think this person is capable of performing the job to the level that you want? She goes, absolutely. I said, do you believe in your heart of hearts that you can do that? Yes. Then focus on that. Mm-hmm. You know, talk, have, make sure that that's part of the conversation. Yes. The, the reason I'm, we're having this conversation is I believe in my heart of hearts that you can do this. And I want to pour my heart, soul, and being into helping you accomplish this. Now, and, and, if, and I said, if you, if you have that conversation with that mindset and you have that conversation with that belief, and that's the start of the conversation, and that's the theme all the way through, how do you think that person will react? And she goes, I think they'll react well. Yes. But she said the most important aspect of, of this is I was more concerned about having to focus on the negative aspect of their performance and I really hadn't thought about, you know, sharing with them how much I believe and think of them as, as a human being and as an employee mm-hmm. in my department. And I said, share that. And the reason we're having this conversation is you care. I mean, that's, that's really, and I used the analogy with her, you know, uh, you know, coach like a mother. The reason moms have those conversations with you is because they want to see you grow up to be a good human being. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to see you grow up to be a good person. Right. And it's just like I always wondered, you know, when Jacqueline Kennedy, after John Kennedy got shot, you know, one of the first things that she did, they said, we're going to do. And she goes, I'm going to focus all my attention on raising the children. I want to make sure that. And I was like, you know, when I was a kid at the time and, you know, know, I was Mm -hmm. little and and all of that kind of stuff. So I was like, "Eh, you know, I don't know. But now as an adult and as a parent, I recognize entirely what she's saying, Mm -hmm. that her focus in her life now is to make sure that she spends her time raising those children the best possible way she can. Mm-hmm. The same way with us as a manager. You know, do we need to use the coaching techniques in order to have those conversations? Absolutely. Are asking questions a much better process and technique in doing that? But if you get so caught up in the technique and the process and you're not working on the development, you miss the point. And that's exactly what Denise was talking about, that misconnection that she had with that boyfriend because he was Mm -hmm. so focused on the process, there was no connection. And I think about those conversations I've had with people um, to give me um, the um, feedback to improve Mm -hmm. and they come from a caring point of view. I've had many, many of them because I need to improve a lot. We all do. But besides that, Mm -hmm. they're powerful points of your life too. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember so many of them Mm -hmm. and how it affected me and motivated me to do better. So that focus that you just gave Mm -hmm. that manager is important. That it can't turn out bad if they have that focus. Right. And, and I had this example happen last year uh, where I had a CEO give me some feedback, and I'll be honest with you, I messed up. Uh, in a mm-hmm. training session, I made a mistake, and I took a completely wrong path, and you know some of the employees were n- not very happy about the mm-hmm. path I took. And so he had the courage to call me up, and he wanted to keep the relationship, and he said, hey, we need to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're absolutely right. I, I took the bullet. I admitted my fault. 
And, uh, and now we've made the adjustments and we're just seeing great strides in the organization or seeing great strides in the training. So mm-hmm. it was a very, very great feedback. I wasn't aware that you made mistakes, Rory. <laughs> the, the reason Should I I'm talk actually, to your wife some more? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, the reason I'm able to do this now is because all the mistakes I've made throughout yeah. my life. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I wanted to mention is I had another uh, CEO give me some feedback last year, but it was I'm convinced in the way that I, I felt completely different in those two scenarios. And the second one that I'm talking about right now, it was just, I didn't hire you to do what you did. And I made a mistake there too. So those two clear mistakes last year, I didn't hear you to do that. What you did, you went off bounds, you went out of track. Uh, you shouldn't do that. You know, uh, my VP wanted to do some more things with you. That's not going to happen now. And it was more of a, uh, not telling me to, for improvement or to repair the relationship, but to say the, the relationship's ended, this is not going to go on, and the mistake you made was fatal for you know our working business relationship. But it was more of a just I wanted to get even, mm. and and he did, and you know that's fine. Yeah. He's got the ability to do that. It, right. It's a business relationship. If that's what he chooses to do, he does. But. The way that both of those scenarios ended were were different. The one CEO gave me feedback that says, hey, we need to do this, 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 and this. And he was absolutely right. Was the other CEO correct? He was. He was absolutely correct. However, the angle of approach was the thing that was different. Mm -hmm. The one CEO truly wanted to see the relationship continue, and he wanted to see me improve, and I needed that. And, and, and now it's going really, really well. And he and I just talked about it last week, and it, it's right on track. And it's, a lot of it's because of the feedback he gave yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But the other guy, it was just more of a – just an opportunity to, to make a zinger. And uh, and I think that's important with the, the emotions I'm sharing with folks that are listening to this are the emotions that your employees may, in fact, experience based yes. on your feedback that you give them in a coaching session. And it really comes from your approach. If you are If you want to, if you want to zing somebody – you don't need coaching, okay? Right. You that's can, right. you know, that's easy. You just walk up to them and tell them you're not doing this well. But if you really want to make a connection and you want to see them develop, you want to see them grow, coaching allows you to have a conversation where it's a connection and you're concerned about their development and you want to see the long-term growth of this individual, which is much different than Denise and her boyfriend. He was so focused on the process, he didn't build mm-hmm. the relationship and therefore their their relationship didn't flourish. And I just think, and when she said that, it was just such an incredibly powerful and profound idea. And I said, you know, Denise, and she thought that she was way off track. She goes, I don't know why I want to share this story. And I'm sure it was because I want to be able to have a podcast topic. <laughs> and so uh, she came up with that. And it was, I just think, an incredibly profound uh, moment is talking about the difference between process and the difference between process and care and concern and connection. Yeah. And those two are completely different. And I just think that was an incredibly profound moment for her. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited that she shared it. And I said, I, you know, with your permission, I want to make this, this be my next podcast topic because it's such a real right. question. And it's such an important question. And it was this a process. real feeling from her, real sincere feeling from her and how she felt. Right. And that, and that's the key. This I'm going to go on to a little bit of the, the coaching uh, techniques or, or relationships that I have with my clients. If, if I'm getting authentic, real questions and they truly are burying their managerial soul and say, Hey, I've done this and I've had trouble with this. And how do we do that? It's remarkable what growth we see within the organization. I have some managers who want to just 
everything's fine, it's good, all of that. And and they're kind of playing on the on the outside of the playground. You know, they're just they're not getting involved and they're not really leaning in. But those managers who ask me those real life questions, hey, I did this, it didn't work out well, what do you think? What should I do? And we can really dissect that and actually talk about the coaching process. Yeah, even if they're skeptical at right. first, right? Right. It, yeah. And and I actually like them to be skeptical. Because if they're skeptical and all of a sudden they get to see results, then I say, are you getting better results with this coaching model than you were with your old approach communicating? And typically, almost always, they came back and say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, The ones who don't come back and say yes, and I'm not saying it works every time, and it really comes down to does that person want to be coached? Right. That's really the ultimate key of this. Uh, If a person doesn't want to be coached, you know, it's the old, you can't lead a, a horse to water question. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. It's like, you got children. I got mm-hmm, kids. Mm-hmm. If your child wants to really do something, yes, nothing in the world is going to stop them, even, even your disapproval right. of that. That's right. And if they don't want to do something, there's nothing in the world that's going to make them want to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with coaching. If you've got somebody who doesn't want to be involved with it or want to do it or they, they're uh, and I really see this. They're just so focused on the task, they really don't see the development of the individual. When that occurs, there's really nothing you can do there either. So I think this is just really important concepts. But I'm just excited that Denise was so focused on having a boyfriend who was focused on active listening and the process that there was no connection. And that's a mistake that we can make too as coaches, and we need to recognize that even though we might be doing the process correctly and we're doing all the aspects of active listening correctly, there's no connection. And if there's no connection, there's no relationship and there's probably not going to be any commitment or to drive to make the long-term improvement. And that's what we're here for yeah. is to drive improvement. So if people want to make a connection with you <laughs> by getting a hold of you. Great transition there. Did, I like that. How do they do that? What a great segue there, yeah. Paul. Well done. Uh, yeah, they can get us hold on, on the website. It's RoryRoland.com. It's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D. And they can also go to Coaching Manager University, and that is CoachingManager.University. Uh, we've got that program there. We'll also, if you would like, we'll give you a free analysis of your team with regards to your coaching skills or your entire organization. Uh, we would just do a survey with your folks and set, tell them, hey, are you above or below the national average and which managers doing well, which ones aren't? Uh, when I do this with managers, they typically know who the folks are that are good coaches and the ones who aren't. But the key is we want to find out who those folks are and then help them develop their skills. And uh, that's a service we provide just to kind of get us started, get the relationship going. How can people sign up for your news, your um, email uh, absolutely. Just send me, shoot me an email at Rory at coachingmanager.university. So it's Rory, R-O-R-Y, at coachingmanager.university, and they can get on the uh, the email blast, and I send that out uh, typically about every Wednesday, and uh, they get a shot to, uh, to see all the podcasts that are out there. All right. Thank well, you, Paul. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. You bet. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.